And we are back with another episode of What The Crew. And as per usual, we are your hosts, Bibke and Kevin. In this show, we talk with friends and experts about everything related to running, general fitness, health, and some occasional random stuff. And more recently, we started a brand new series of episodes dedicated to the running crews around the world. Today, we have the pleasure to chat with Sabrina Diskau. Will training according to your menstrual cycle improve your sports performance? This is what we talk about with Sabrina. She's a competitive track and field athlete, certified sports therapist, mobility specialist, and also a nutrition coach. In 2020, she followed the course Women Are No Small Men by Dr. Stacy Sims, the forerunner in the female performance department. This was the beginning of Sabrina's personal coaching service, Female Performance Coaching, which focuses on improving the aesthetic performance of women. So let's jump right in and hopefully contribute to the awareness of this hugely overlooked topic. So welcome back, everybody, on the show What to Crew. Uh, it's a bit new uh, episode today. It's a remote one. It's the first time we try this. Uh, so hopefully the sound is going to be good and the video is going to be available as well on YouTube. And today we are joined with Sabrina Diskau. Sabrina, hello. <laughs> hello. Did I, did, I, did I pronounce it right? It was perfect. Diskau. I try my best German accent. Yeah, I do have to say, like, uh, Kevin's German is surprising. Like, the pronunciation is surprisingly good for a French person. Uh, it's decent, I would say. <laughs> Don't talk to me in German, though. I would be lost. Sabrina, welcome. So, we gave a quick introduction uh, of yourself and uh, tell us uh, where you are, what you're doing, and uh, then we'll jump in. Perfect. Hi, my name is Sabrina. I'm from Stuttgart. It's in the south of Germany and I'm a trainer and nutritionist. Uh, there are some qualifications still running, but I will leave it with this. Um, we are also running a small facility here. This It's for physiotherapy and personal training. When I say we, it's my husband and me. And at the end of 2019, I came across uh, the topic female sex hormones, female cycle, and how these topics can um, affect our nutrition training performance and so I took some courses I read I read every article I could find and then I started posting on Instagram um, in April 2020 and in May I named this little project female performance coaching and that's why I'm here I think yeah yeah I was um, actually like uh, looking you up on the internet uh, before and I found out that you actually found the entire subject of the female hormones uh, affecting your body via your husband. Yes. That he, <laughs> that he found that and then, uh, but you completely dived into that then. Yes. He says, she showed me Dr. Stacy Sims Instagram and said, oh, you could uh, look this up because I was in uh, a state where I didn't know what to do with my nutrition. So I, I tried paleo, I tried ketogenic, I tried everything and I was not so, not really happy about it. And then he said, look this up. And then I saw she's hosting a class in March 2020. Yeah. And I was one of the first who hopped onto the train. And yeah, that was the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said you were not super happy, like, because uh, you are also, we have to maybe mention, uh, doing a sprinter, a professional sprinter, even. Um, yeah, you do still competitions. Um, and, uh, like, you were trying or searching for a nutrition that would support your um, training, I assume, or mm -hmm. what was, uh, what were you not so happy with? Um, 
Uh, the reason was I did two years of ketogenic diet mm -hmm. um, plus intermittent fasting. And that's the worst you can do as a woman. <laughs> and I gained weight and I was one second slower in my sp sprinting. And in sprinting, one second is really, yeah, really much. <laughs> yes. And then I don't know. I didn't know what to do. And I felt like a bit, a, a little bit, uh, I, and I didn't have energy. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And then we tried paleo and that's okay, but you're, um, don't have so much carbs in it. What's yeah. uh, crucial for females. Yeah. So that's yeah. what's the problem. And that's how it came. And then you found, uh, Stacy, you followed the course, you applied it and, mm -hmm. uh, things change. Like, because what is it actually about, uh, female hormones? Why is it so relevant? We were talking already beforehand a little bit, um, that this entire topic of looking at female hormones and how it affects training and recovery and nutrition and stuff like this is really having a hype uh, the last months. Like uh, even actually this week, we was, uh, there was um, a launch by a Nike, Nike training yeah. app um, together with Stacey Sims. But let I let you talk now. <laughs> What is it about female hormones? Yeah, um, the female hormones affect your body on so much stages. It's not, it's not only your performance and training. It's not only nutrition. There are so much more. I, I will not dive into this because it will get really sciencey. <laughs> but, um, you have more, uh, um, I mean, we will get to that later, but in which phase you are, um, affects your training. You can mm -hmm. choose your training interventions for your phase, but the hormones are also a sign of your vitality and your, um, your health because when you're, hormonal in your hormonal health is really good you are healthy you know what i yep. mean because it's a it's one of the most important systems in the body there's the nervous system this is it's super important and then there is the hormonal systems and they're all are communicating with each other and that because yep. it's, it's really important yeah The woman, female body has, of course, logically different uh, hormones than uh, the male body. And uh, Dr. Stacey Sims, uh, I, I also read a little bit about her. She was an athlete herself and she was also unsatisfied uh, with her uh, training results because she was training with men and uh, but did not perform always consistently as men were doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why she dived into it and found out that women are relatively little studied in uh Sports, sports. Yeah, everything is basically based on men. Yeah, that's what we yeah, that's we fine. see. Yeah. yeah, professional athletes training and uh, amateurs as well. So that's uh, that's something that was missing, I guess. And then you you basically basically come across this by experiencing the differences. And and you just mentioned it. I think uh, the fact that you are trying different things, but you don't see the improvement that you you kind of hope for, and you actually see so a decrease in uh, in the time. Uh, an increase of time with a one second additional. If a woman is now interested in, in, in this kind of training and evolution of, um, yeah, following the, your cycle, where do you start with this? Where does it start? Um, the most important thing to start is you have to track your cycle. I know there is a lot of tracking. You should track your calories. You should track your sleep. But if you really want to start immediately, track your cycle. You can do it in an app. There are a lot of apps 
Um, you can yes. do it uh, on paper in the calendar. Um, as I was 16, I get a little calendar from my, from my doctor and I crossed all the days when my period were. So it's the old school, but it's, it's the old school version, but it's totally okay. And you need three cycles to know how long your cycle is. And then you can dive deeper if you want, but for the, for the really baseline, you track your cycle and track three cycles. If you're on an oral contraceptive pill, it's another, uh, it's another thing, but we can talk about it later. Yeah. Because what do you mean when you mean cycle? I, uh, I also follow you now Instagram wise <laughs> that uh, there is a lot of confusion with all the terms that are existing out there. A lot of women think the cycle is the period though. The cycle is the whole thing. Your cycle starts with day one and it's the first day of bleeding. Then until the next first day of bleeding, that's the cycle. Yeah. Every new cycle starts with the first day of bleeding. Yeah. yeah. So like everything, including the period, including not having the period, but like this entire time until the period starts again, one cycle. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, period is then really just the part where we are bleeding. Yes. Okay. Well, then that base is set. Um, but what was then the thing that, or the, the greatest thing that you learned with uh, Dr. Stacy Sims, like in this cycle, like the hormones, how they are working, how it affects our training? From my personal um, training, it was there is the second phase. It's the luteal phase, or we can, can call it the high hormone phase. So after ovulation, your hormones rise to their peaks. And this really needs intervention in your nutrition, in your training. And I feel that phase because I'm, I'm tired. I don't know how to train. I, I'm not motivated for training. And this was for me the game changer because I know now, okay, I have to eat a little bit more in this times. So I have to rest more. And yeah, that's the biggest learning for me because Every woman knows it. There are some trainings that are perfect. You can lift as heavy as you want and you can, your, your regeneration is super fast. And then mm -hmm. two weeks later, which is this phase, um, everything is different. Yeah. Yeah. Because you mentioned that is the luteal, luteal, luteal phase that, uh, you're feeling, uh, there's a little bit that you need a little bit more recovery, that you're a little bit slower. How many phases are there and like, how are they uh, in order and what defines them? I think I know there are two phases, right? If you um, cut them in two. It did, and then there are sub, sub phases. <laughs> yes, it, it depends on, on, <laughs> on who you're talking to because okay. every, every coach says it different. Um, when we talk about the cycle now, I will talk about a 28-day textbook cycle. <laughs> and then you have... Uh, starting with day one to day 14, it's the follicular phase or phase one or mm -hmm. um, low hormone phase. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have two to three days. It's the ovulation phase. It's a really short phase, but it's really important. And then mm -hmm. you have the luteal phase. It's the high hormone phase. And in the textbook cycle, it's day 14 to day 28. So you can yeah. cut it in half. And, uh, and say, okay, ovulation, it's right in the middle and that's uh, separate. Okay. But when you talk to uh, some other coaches, they will say, okay, menstruation or period is 
one face for itself because every woman, every woman does uh, experience it differently. But we can go with yeah. three faces. And um, so the second one is where you said uh, hormones are very high and you personally then, well, I guess uniformly, uh, women are a little bit more, need a little bit more energy um, from the outside. And uh, how that that's the uh, uh, first uh, cycle, like where then also the period falls, uh, define itself, like how, how yeah, um, hormones and with performance. The follicular phase. Yes, the first okay. Um, with the beginning of the period, your your hormones fall. If you if somebody who is listening to it and can find a chart where the hormones um, of the whole cycle is, they can follow. This it's pretty nice. Um, but when the period starts, your hormones fall, and you have until ovulations really low hormone level. Right before ovulation, there is a upsurge of estrogen. Yeah. What's really interesting because we can shift your training interventions with this estrogen upsurge. Um, you can divide it, but doesn't matter. In this phase, you can hit the high intensities. You are most similar uh, on a hormonal standpoint like men. So you can hit the high intensities. You can do the heavy weights if you're doing resistance training. You can yeah. do the one rep max um, work in resistance training. And then when you're approaching ovulation, you will shift it a little bit because there is the, this uh, estrogen upsurge. You yeah. do a bit longer intervals, but still with, um, with intensity. And you change your resistance training if you're doing this to an EMOM workout every minute on a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you do the heavy weights, but you're not, <laughs> uh, blow out your nervous system because one rep max is really, really heavy for the nervous system. Yeah, that's actually very precise, um, meaning every step uh, has a, um, a very precise uh, kind of exercise and, um, and uh, basically movement stimulation for your body that you can do. So, But it doesn't work the same for every woman, or does it? Um, that's, uh, it's a really individual thing because um, every woman um, has other um, hormones upsurge because if there is a woman, a woman who is estrogen dominant, she will experience her ovulation time different than if you're not estrogen dominant. You can do everything. There are so much interventions to balance your hormones out, but it's so individual that you really have to work with your athlete if they want to step up the game in this female performance sector. Yeah. yeah. But it's really individual and that's, that's a difficulty. Because that was also something I was actually wondering, um, since this, um, like for me, it was just a weeks, uh, a few weeks ago that I first heard of, uh, um, adapting your training to your female hormones. If you think about it a little longer, it's like so logical because hormones like affecting so many, like any, basically everything in our body. So it's kind of mind blowing how I could not have thought about it earlier. Or that we could not have thought earlier, but still, it's what I mentioned in the beginning. It's getting quite a hype in the moment, and uh, it seems to be the thing to take in consideration when you are a woman and you are performing sports. However, what I'm wondering, like, is it really training after your cycle or adjusting your training after your cycle? Is this something 
that really uh, um, leads to noticeable results if you are on the high, high level. Um, so like when it's really just about these milliseconds that you try to be faster or lift heavier or whatever, or is this also for everyday athletes um, actually something interesting and or important to uh, take into consideration? For the for the high level athletes, it it could be the last one percent that, yeah. that is missing, and I think it's really difficult for high um, uh, for elite athletes because mm -hmm. they have so much to do and they have a trainer and they have a training plan and um, I don't think they pro probably they don't have the time to do this because um, your my competition is on day x and then yeah. i have to train this 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 that's mm -hmm. really um difficult and i always my suggestion is do it in the off season and what mm -hmm. you always can do is track your cycle just that you have enough data that you can um rely on yeah. that's uh, really important and if you want to work on it it of course it works for elite athletes But you, I think the perfect season is the off season because you don't have to, um, count calories. You don't have to look that you're perfect in your sleep or mm -hmm. uh, go to the physiotherapy for injury prevention or something like this. And for, the, I, I don't do this, our, the normal athletes, <laughs> I yeah. say, um, it's much easier because If you're not having a competition or you do the, the sports because you're having fun, it's mm -hmm. easier um, for your personal performance. If you want to step up your performance, it's easier to do this because you can say, okay, well, today's day one, the next seven days I do the heavy work. If I'm feeling fine, yeah. th that's the main thing. If you're feeling fine, do it. Then I do the next phase, the next and the next. And um, okay, it's... it's For training, for planning of training, it's really difficult and you have a coach who commit to this. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty good um, choice if you do it. Okay. But then the difference is that you said it's maybe the 1% for the top athletes, but for the everyday uh, woman that is doing a little bit of sports or a little bit more, um, how is the difference? Is it really noticeable? It's like, a, yeah. it's like a big difference or not. If you track your cycle and you uh, notice how you feel in training, there could be a major change. I, I have some athletes who say, oh, okay, I now get it. Now I know, okay, I do the hard work and I will feel it. And there's a phase right before the period where you can't hit your high levels because your hormones are so high. And if you're not fueling for what you do, you will not have a good training experience. And that's the phase where I say, okay, slow down. And then I say, okay, I'm doing a rest. Most of athletes think they will get slower or um, in, the, in the resting phases or when they regenerate, but you will get stronger. And that's for the normal athletes, as we can say, the normal athletes, um, for them, will, the change will be bigger than for um, another athlete. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's also, it's, it's combination that your performance actually gets enhanced, but also that if you're not performing maybe that well, where in the past you could just not explain it to yourself, why you were suddenly 
doing the same training and you were sleeping good and like, and still you didn't hit what, like where we are usually then going home and be like, oh, that was not a good training. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's maybe an explanation. I also read somewhere that um, women are, can be more prone to injuries in certain phases of, uh, interval, uh, of, of the cycle. First, is this true? Second, when is it? And uh, yeah, is it also relevant for um, to, to take into consideration? And then how? The injury thing is uh, mostly in the in the puberty when the uh, yeah. athletes are grow up because the grow up factor is different in women than in men because we first our bones get long and mm-hmm. then they thicken, and in this phase you uh, you can injure yourself because in men they they thicken immediately and and in girls they get long and then step by step the bones get thicker in the cycle i'm i honestly don't really know what i know is when you're on your period your tissue in your pelvis is mm-hmm. a bit um, more soft because mm-hmm. of the bleeding and when you do high intensity work or um, high heavy weights in resistance training, and you don't do it properly with your technique, then you can injure, injure yourself, yes. But mm. I don't know, I'm, I'm honest, I don't know um, if there is a phase in the cycle. But during the okay. period, it can be, yes. Okay, well then that's definitely also something for the not high-performance uh, athletes to take into consideration because we all don't want to be injured. <laughs> Um, I guess also like, uh, this, um, now having this knowledge that, uh, your performance can really, Im- uh, improve if you like train properly sounds so, uh, so if you take, uh, your hormonal status into consideration, let's say it like this, um, really now makes sense. Uh, however, we did a little survey, not not that you can base any data on it, but we asked our followers um, if um, if they know when they get their period, if they track their period, if they adjust the training. And it was very interesting to see that most women said that they would know when they received a period, like they, they have it, they're feeling it. I was surprised that the majority even said they would track it because I personally don't track it. So I'm like, what? You're all doing it? <laughs> Um, but nearly nobody is uh, actually adjusting it. So what are your st- uh, your advices for women to get started with menstrual cycle adjusted training? And when you track three cycles, you can start. And um, I would go first, um, how you feel during your period. If you're, having, if you're in so much pain, please rest, please slow down. Yeah. And there are interventions that you don't, have pains during your period, but this is a really uh, individual thing, but you don't have to be in pain. You don't have to be in bed all day long with, um, I don't know the, the English word. Oh, the, the, the hot water bottle? A hot thing. water bottle, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are some coaches in Germany, they say it's not normal if you're having uh, pain during your period. We, uh, if you're having a copper IUD, I think we will talk later about IUDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um then it's something different but it it don't needs to be painful um then you can start training there are some women who uh, um, experience at day three mm-hmm. uh, energy push and they need to train now and that's okay because you're um 
you're ready for it. Your hormonal status is definitely okay during your period and you can start training. So first of all, how do you feel during your period? If you can train, train. You can do the high intensity stuff. You can do the heavy weight stuff. You can um, also train more often because your regeneration is more fast, is, is faster. Mm -hmm. And then you have to track how you feel, how your training is. Yeah. And then some women perhaps track their body temperature because there is a, a method. It's natural family planning method. Yeah. Um, I heard of that. <laughs> um, because when you're, when you're having your ovulation, there is a peak in your body temperature. And so you know, okay, this is my ovulation time. How, how I feel. If you, uh, there are some w women who feel flat around ovulation. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And rest. There are some women who feel really powerful during ovulation, then go for it. It's time yeah. for PR. Ovulation is time for PR, especially. And then if you know your cycle and you know how long it is, then you will get to know how long is my follicular phase. Mm -hmm. If you want to, it depends on the athlete. If you really want to dive in, you can figure out when your follicular phase ends and then you have the luteal phase and in the luteal phase you do less training you need more regeneration you need the slower the slower trainings the long run is perfect here mm. for example yes. but to yeah. start track three cycle we always come back to this yep. and then begin hey there do you enjoy this show and want to support our production you can by becoming a patreon Contributing as little as 4 euros per month already helps us a lot. Check out all our options on patreon.com slash podcast. Link in the show notes. Now let's get back to Sabrina. About uh, tracking cycle, um, I guess there are probably you know better because you talk to more women actually about it than I do. Um, but uh, I think the majority of uh, our listeners will be on some kind of... Um, Uh, how do you say this? Uh, like the pill, um, which kind of makes it perfect or kind of like makes a cycle perfect because you <laughs> take your pill uh, for, I don't even know how long because I don't think 21 days. 21 days. Then yeah. you uh, stop for a, a week. So like with these things, you have the perfect cycle and you nearly don't need to track because it, it, it makes it perfect. Then there are probably women that um, have... Uh, in regular cycles. So like, uh, how do they, if they track uh, now think like, listen to you and be like, okay, yeah, I want to start with that. I want to start tracking, but all three of them were completely different. Like what can they do? And the IUD people, <laughs> which we talked already about, because that's also like a group that I have, uh, or belonging to that doesn't have a cycle at all. So doesn't even know or doesn't how to find out in what phase we are. Okay, I will start with the irregular cycles because um, we have to define what is irregular because some of the uh, women think, oh, my cycle is 35 days, 40 days. That's irregular. No, mm -hmm. it's not because when you speak to women in the reality, we have cycles from 21 days to 40 days and that's normal. If yeah. there are longer than 40 days, I had a client who had... 50 day cycles. Um, that's a problem in my Sounds opinion. Sounds convenient. <laughs> yes. Um, but there was another uh, thing like PCOS, 
but um, irregular, if you're having a cycle till day 40, that's okay. Yeah. Irregular could be, okay, um, I have 30 days and then I have 40 days. It depends on how hard you train because when you ha mm -hmm. your training is hard, especially in the first phase, it could um, be uh, that the phase gets longer during the training. Yeah. In most cases, the follicular phase is longer than the luteal phase. Yeah. So it depends. Some uh, some people tend to do overtraining and that's uh, a factor who can uh, affect your cycle so much. But irregular is when you're losing your period one time that's a really big problem as no period is then that's absolute overtraining under yeah. eating probably yes undernourishing yeah. especially you can eat much but you can nourish yourself you can somebody some women don't nourish herself that's the problem you have to eat nutrient dense you don't have to have to eat so much because I say um, to my clients, you have to eat more. And they say, oh, well, I have to eat more. I will um, <laughs> gain weight. I will gain weight. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be fat. No, yeah. you are not going to be fat because you need to fuel your body for what it does. And yeah. that's, that's the main thing. So for the irregular cycles, I hope it's okay. Oral contraceptive pill. <laughs> okay. Um. First thing I have to break is it's not a natural cycle when you're on an oral contraceptive pill. It's a hormonal cycle because you're swallowing every day synthetic hormones and this hormones suppress all your natural hormones. There are four mm. hormones, even more hormones, um, that affect the cycle. You have what I said, estrogen, progesterone. Mm. You have the FSH. It's the, hormone who um, stimulates the follicle yep. and you have the LH that's the luteinizing hormone that's when you um, have the peak in ovulation this hormones peaks and it's the major thing of ovulation and the oral contraceptive pill suppresses all of them they are all, all on the baseline like this yeah. when you okay <laughs> your listeners can see it but on youtube you can see it when you have the baseline of a chart they yeah. are all parallel. It's basically flat. Yeah. And you, but you're, you're taking your synthetic hormones and you're, you're having a hormonal state. Yes, but it's synthetic and they try to build uh, or they try to imitate the natural hormones, but you can't do it because your body is genius. Um, and when you, um, you do take the pill for 21 days. And when yeah. you have a sugar pill week or the week where you have the bleeding, you say, Oh, I got my period. That's not the period. That's as the, it is, um, uh, I don't know the, the, the English word, but it's, it's bleeding. Say it in German. What Abbruch. is it? Abbruchblutung. Okay. Okay. No, I probably don't know the perfect, uh, medical term, but it means kind of like break of bleeding. Yeah. Something like this. We yeah. So because you're not, you're taking away the hormones of your body, your body starts bleeding. Yes. Or is this, could that, is this a good explanation? Yes. We will leave it with this. I think it's okay. perfect. Um, if you want to know more, actually uh, go to a doctor and ask a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not your natural period. That's, uh, that's the main thing. And in this week, when you're not swallowing hormones, your natural hormones try to force your body to ovulate. So they, there's an upsurge of hormones. So you're always in this high hormone phase. 
you're in this synthetic hormone phase and you're in a high hormone phase. So oh, wow. um, female athletes waste potential when they're on a pill, but um, yeah. contraception is a really personal um, topic. And who am I to judge? Uh, I can also, I'm able to coach athletes who are on the pill. You have yeah. to do other training interventions. You can, the, the perfect thing for, um, for the pill is three weeks on, one week off. That's the training system. Many people are following in it. Yeah, like, uh, that's actually quite interesting. Um, it's super bad because, like, I think, I don't know how it was with you, but the moment that I got my period, I basically went to the gynecologist in Germany. She gave me the pill. I took it. I didn't even think about it because this is just how you did it. Now, if you explain it to me like this, I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is that what I did for to myself for, like, more than 10 years. And then for me, it was just... um I was asking my doctor what other options there would be because I'm relatively bad in remembering. So like I forgot sometimes or I take it irregularly. So that's why I said what other options I had. Otherwise, I would have completely sticked with the pill because I, for me, it was fine. And since then, I changed to your IUD because she explained, well, it will be um, put in your uterus for five years. You don't even have to think about it. And I was like, perfect. Give it to me. <laughs> But uh, now explain to me, um, how is then the difference with IUD? Because since I have an IUD, which is now for me seven years, I don't even have any kind of bleeding. And I was talking with one of our athletes from our running club and she has exactly the same. So when you say the first step to adjust your training to your cycle, to your period and tracking your cycle for that, it seems impossible for me because I like, I don't even know. Okay. Um First thing first, the uh, IUD is an intrauterine device. So, so yes, everybody knows that you what, explained. This, <laughs> what this is. And it's, uh, it's something like a little T and then yeah. it will put in the uterus. And there are, we have to defer. There are, is copper IUD. It's, uh, or you can have a gold IUD or a silver IUD. It's, I think, metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not really good at chemistry. Um, but um, this will not affect your uh, your natural cycle. You ha will have the contraception, but you it will not affect your cycle. We will have all the natural hormone thing. So that's the copper IUD. And then we have the hormonal IUD or an um, IUD, which um, it's progestin. And this mm -hmm. is a hormone who tries to imitate the natural progesterone. And every day there is a little dose of progestin released. Yeah. And it, they say it's only at the uterus, but I have to admit we have blood circulating in our body and I'm not sure if really the progestin does only stay there. Yeah. But, um, it affects the endometrial lining. That's the tissue that's built up because mm -hmm. we, the, the female body is in nature and uh, the nature wants the female body to to be prepared for reproduction. That's the only thing what nature wants from us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as much as we uh, try to have women's movement, that's still our biological purpose. <laughs> yes, I know it's really bad to say it in, <laughs> in times like these, but um, it's what nature wants us to do. And the brochestine or the, IUD, the hormonal IUD affects this endometrial lining. Yeah. And This lining is shed during the period and it inhibits this buildup of the lining. 
So don't yeah. have a period because there's nothing you can uh, shed out or nothing yeah. to be shed. Um, but in my knowledge, we take the hormonal IUD as the copper IUD as the natural cycle. So you can try to adapt your training to your natural cycle. But as you mentioned, it's really hard to track your cycle because you have no period for years. So um, the best thing is to um, monitor your body temperature. That's so you what can, I guessed. Yeah. And uh, we talked about this natural family planning method. Um, they also monitor the mucus of the... Um, what is mucus? Schleim. Oh. <laughs> um, of of, uh, <laughs> of uh, uh, the uterus, I guess? Yes, yeah, so it's of the cervical entrance. So now I yeah. have the words. You can monitor the mucus of the cervical entrance. And that's yeah. um, changing through the whole cycle. So if you're getting your near to your ovulation and during ovulation, you can monitor it. But the easiest thing is monitor your body temperature. Yeah. There are lots of things that can affect the body temperature, like alcohol, <laughs> yeah. bad sleep. But um, that's the easiest thing. And mm -hmm. I would also say monitor your training. When you feel your best, when get you do you get your PBs? When you can uh, hit the high intensities and when you feel really on your lowest. Mm -hmm. And for the hormonal IUD, it is like one year after implanting it, then you should be ovulating. In the first year after implanting the IUD, probably you don't ovulate and you can't track nothing. Oh wow, that's a problem. Yeah, doesn't seem healthy to be completely honest like we are basically uh suppressing our body to uh to do what uh what it should be doing yes it's it's the first year or the probably it could be the first half something like that yes mm -hmm. it, it depends on every woman um but in my person if you if somebody asks me for my personal opinion and yeah. then i say first things first no oral contraceptive pill because there's so much you leave you waste your potential um yeah and it's we, we can discuss it i know there are so many women who um think the pill is the best thing that could happen to to them yeah every woman is different so there are so many women there it's it's perfect for them when they um decide to leave the pill behind them they get their normal period and everything is fine but there are also women who fight to get their normal period back because they uh, were on an oral contraceptive pill. Yeah. I would choose uh, myself. I Again, have a, personally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a copper IUD for five years now. And for me, it was the, this, it was the best thing. Yes, you have much more pain during your period, but you can, um, you can affect it with nutrition, with supplements like omega-3. Yeah. And you have a longer period. So if your natural period is three days, then you will have five to seven days with the copper mm -hmm. IUD. It's, it's like this. But for me, it's perfect because it's like your IUD. It's for five years and I'm fine. What was the reason for you to, if I'm sorry, if it's getting too personal, please say so. <laughs> um, because like you just took the course of Stacy Sims last year. So I guess it did not, uh, was not in relation to that. 
Were you also like for such for so forgettable as I was? <laughs> um, I took the pill two times in my life. It was when I was 16, I think, or 17. It's 10 years ago and around um, 2014. I know this because it was my best season. Don't tell anybody I was on an yeah. oral contraceptive pill and it was my best season. Um, they, I was 21, I think. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Math, not my best. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I gained much weight. And my, my father is a doctor and I talk, uh, I talk to him. I yeah. can talk with him about this. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, and he said, I think you're carrying, you're carrying four kilogram water with you because mm. of the pill. I said, okay, uh, weight is crucial in, in track and field or in every sport. And I said, okay, I think I'm going to, uh, to leave it. the pill. Yeah. yeah. And then one year later in 2016, I decided to uh, do the, the copper IUD. The IUD. Yes, because it was, it was easy. You get yeah. it in, implanted. I, I did not uh, do some uh, critical thoughts about it. It's just yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is something that is known, I think, to all women that uh, take the pill that it can uh, lead to uh, weight gains or like it's something that's that that's known under women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to come back on uh, what you said about uh, food, so nutrition and uh, also maybe sleep. So obviously uh, now we mentioned that you can train according to your cycle and the phases that you're in your cycle. But can you also additionally to that? Um, adapt your nutrition uh, to those uh, part of the cycle and eventually sleep in a way mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. Is this something that you can also add on top and that would also help um, in, in a way? Yeah, we'll begin with the sleep because it's um, shorter. <laughs> um, in, the, in the second phase, in the luteal phase, it could be that you um, experience bad sleep because of the high hormone things um, Estrogen can affect serotonin. Serotonin can affect melatonin. Yeah. Um, it's the sleeping hormone. Um, and so when the, when the hormones are high, you can experience really bad sleep. So, um, that's normal in a way, but you can uh, counter it with uh, supplementation of mag magnesium. I don't magnesium, know. Magnesium, it's no. correct. Magnesium. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for the nutrition, it's like, You notice the second phase is the difficult phase because you have to eat more in the second phase. Um, the, the, the phase where we are less like men because the first phase we are more like men. Yes. <laughs> Easy. Second yeah. phase, we're women. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, <laughs> always the German in between. I'm yeah. so sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> like we have yeah. a lot of Dutch <laughs> listeners, they will get it. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> um, I will start with the first phase again. And um, when you're bleeding the first three days of the cycle, it could be that you have cravings or it could be that you feel um, loss of energy because um, to shed the uterine lining, you need energy. Yeah. And then you can, the first day, three days of the period, you can eat a bit more. If you feel like this, it's okay. But we, we talk about 150 to 300 calories per day. That's okay. It does not mean oh, I'm going to uh, buy Ben and Jerry's and eat a whole cup so because I need more energy. 
So real food is always better. <laughs> um, and then yeah. in the follicular phase, your blood sugar is really stable because of the low hormones and you will not have so much cravings and you will be a lit, it will be better or you will be experienced that it's not so bad if you're having less calories. Yeah, you can still perform very high, even though you have uh, maybe not high calorie intake. Yes, that's what not. Yeah, yes, yeah, perfect. But it's not, I will not say, please eat less because you need to eat for what you do. And women need Especially, fuel. Yeah. Yes, they need, they need every um, macronutrient. Yep. And when you're approaching ovulation, there can be, it can be that you have some cravings. I don't know because mm -hmm. you're of the absorption of estrogen, mm -hmm. but second phase, high hormone phase, you're building tissue because the body wants you to implant that egg and therefore it needs endometrial tissue. And it's like if you're building muscle for building muscle, you also need energy. Okay. And then you can, you can f step up the carbohydrates, especially yeah. because your body can't access his own carbohydrate um, um, resources or like, uh, yes. like our little fat, fat, fat parts. <laughs> um, yes. They, 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 um, it can access the glycogen, yeah. glycogen mm. in the liver, for example, uh -huh. because of this high hormones, because they have the same receptor sites. Yeah. And you have to eat a little bit more carbohydrates, especially around training because yep. um, I know that um, you can run on fat. Yes. But the first minutes of your training, you need the carbohydrates. Yeah. So that's for the nutritional advice. And you can also eat a little more protein because progesterone is the dominant uh, hormone in the second phase and it's catabolic. Estrogen is anabolic. Progesterone is catabolic. So they always um, work together, but in this phase, you can step up a little bit the protein intake. So to kind of like sum it up, there are like three phases. Some even say four, like the follic. No, the first one was a luteal phase. No, and, it was uh, a follicular. follicular phase um, <laughs> where we are basically like hormones are relatively low and we are mm -hmm. more similar to men. And uh, we can uh, relatively hit higher intensity workouts, do uh, PRs and uh, go heavy and strong. And we recover relatively quickly and uh, need still the calories for the work we do. <laughs> yes. But in general can uh, use our glucose, glucose sugar, sugar, sugar resources in our body better. Um, then it's the uh, ovulation phase where uh, there is a high in hormones. And uh, we can, can hit PBs. So that's also, woohoo. <laughs> and then we get in the second phase, which is then the luteal phase, where it's basically uh, hormones are rising up. Your body is uh, building this little um, like pocket for your egg to, uh, to, to get in. I'm sorry that I use the correct terms here. Um, but your body needs more energy from externally. We are needing more rest. We are recovering less. Like the second phase really sounds like a bitch because like you basically <laughs> need more recovery and you're having awful sleep. Well, not awful, but like less good sleep. So, um, uh, and, but, uh, like long trainings can be still very beneficial, but still no matter what with the right, 
uh, it incentive not not incentives um, interceptions interventions, interventions yeah. uh, you can still adjust all of it. Did I kind of like put it in a nutshell? Somewhat This right. Was perfect. Yes. I really want to stress that the second phase, if you really do the interventions, you can hit good trainings. Yeah. It always sounds like, oh, we, uh, don't train in the second phase. Please yeah. don't train. But um, you can really, you can do your training in the second phase if you're eating enough, sleeping enough, and you if you rest. In yeah, rest, if we you, trust. If, it, if you listen to it like this, like first phase, you're more like a man, you really can go strong and stuff like this. And then the second phase, but since the phases are depending of course on the women but relatively like even long it kind of sounds like okay two weeks you're really going good and like you are improving your performance and then two weeks you are maintaining but like it kind of also might feel to some women that they are losing everything that they gained in the first uh, two weeks of course like I say two weeks and we mm -hmm. all know it's mm -hmm. not perfect two weeks mm -hmm. what can you say about that um, first of all, in the, the luteal phase, you can divide in the early and in the late luteal. And the, the, the little bitch is the late luteal. And this is yeah. the, the, <laughs> um, the phase where you can do your rest, your yoga, mobility, what you want to do. You can sleep, you can uh, go for a walk. Um, the first phase, it's okay if you adjust it right, but it's only, it's, it's five to 10 days. Okay. Um, This, yeah, this, so late, this, this late phase. Um, there is some research. I think it's German research even. Um, they, um, try to figure out how if you only train the one rep max mm -hmm. in the first phase, in the follicular phase. Mm -hmm. And in the second phase, you do, um, a bit less training and some other trainings. It's, accumulates over the cycles. Okay. As when you have mm -hmm. the first cycle, you do your training. You have the yep. second cycle in the, the second cycle, first phase, you do the same training and you yep. are even in this cycle, you're stronger. And okay. so it goes on and you, you lose nothing if you adapt your training to your cycle. It, okay. The research, um, showed it's for the one rep max, but I think it's even for others. Yeah. yeah, that makes me think of our common friend, uh, Jeremy, that was also on the podcast and yep. we were talking about, uh, uh, training planning, uh, on the podcast or outside. And, uh, there's this, uh, deload week. And I think this, uh, build up is also, uh, is also nice because you have, you build up for a certain amount of days and then you have this, this like kind of like more relaxed. You just said that deload week and where would you do yogas and other, other things like this Mobility. to then again, push to a PR and, and hard exercises. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. That's a perfect <laughs> description. Perfect description yeah. for the, for the late luteal phase. It's a deload week. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was, um, actually like curious, um, Dr. Stacey, since I did hear that, uh, I, I actually found her via a women's health article and, uh, then I looked her up and found out that she, uh, is busy with this research already for more than 20 years. Um, she did bring out her book raw, like kind of like the, uh, song from, uh, Katy Perry 2016. So that's by now five, uh, four and a half, five years ago. I didn't really, I like, she is like a very much, um, for on the forefront of this. Uh, and like, whenever you kind of like search in this direction, you always find her back and her book, but otherwise I didn't really find any, um, or not much other researchers. Like, uh, do you, since you're more in a subject, did you, do you experience this differently or 
How is the situation regarding this topic? So because I'm in the, I, I took the courses of uh, Dr. Stacey mm -hmm. Sims, I was in the Women Are Not Small Men course and I'm currently doing the menopause course. Um, mm -hmm. You get a lot of uh, research paper. To mm, okay. You get the link to it or who did it. Yeah. And in the book, in the appendix, there is a lot of research you can find. And you really have to uh, search the databases of the scientific Uh, homepages. Yeah. It took me hours to find some, but it's there and it's, um, the oldest I research I found is from the seventies. So this is okay. a, not a new topic. We, I also say, or we also say, my husband and I, um, there is nothing new. It, it's, yeah. it seems it's new mm -hmm. because we, we stress this, this topic at the moment. Um, but I, I think there are um, even researchers from the 50s, but the oldest I personally um, found is from 77, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. so how do you, where do you see then the future of this topic? Because like, apparently it's not, or it's not very young, like it is existing for a while, but it gets hyped. Like, how do you think um, it will develop, especially since now big players like Nike are jumping on that train? First of all, it's really nice that Nike has jumped on this train because we need the awareness of this, yeah. of this topic. Because, um, I always say the period is the last taboo in sports. There yeah. is a interesting article. I think it's in the Telegraph. It has this as her headline, the last taboo in sports. Um, and even women are not talking about this. Even, um, uh, teams like soccer teams, yeah. um, don't talk in in the team about their period or how yeah. they feel or if they lost their period or that they're experiencing so much pain or something like that because it's mm -hmm. a taboo because um i'm sorry but mostly men think that's awful because there is blood mm -hmm. <laughs> um but um i think it's really important that the awareness will come and thanks to nike that is now a really big topic I think yeah. there will be a hype in the next few months, yeah. perhaps the next year. And then I will hope that it will be okay to talk about it. I hope that there will be more research. There is now more research coming because they, um, because Dr. Stacey Sims, Stacey Sims is really into it and mm -hmm. does the research by herself. But, uh, I hope it is a big, big chance. And I think, um, Some trainers uh, can do some work with their athletes if they yeah. want to. It's it's really much to learn, <laughs> but yeah. I think it's a great chance. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you're completely right. Like there has to be awareness for this topic first, and for that, uh, a big player like Nike definitely is very beneficial. Um, and I think this is also like a nice transition to uh, our question from the audience. I do have to say that we did not receive so much, um, but uh, and that's why I think also it's uh, a nice transition because I kind of um, have the feeling as well that it's a little bit a taboo uh, topic that uh, people are not talking about exactly what you're saying. Like I'm occasionally talking with my friends about it, but only if I have issues or which I basically don't have since the last years, but, or like, if you like wear a lot in pain, stuff like that. Um, and even this times when we asked for the question for the, of the audience, we kind of had the feeling to offer the possibility to hand in question anonymously. 
which basically never do with any other topic. But uh, it's, it's I found it very interesting afterwards thinking about it that, yeah, that 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 we were feeling like maybe we have to give people the opportunity to do that. Let's hope this changes soon. The first question that we did receive is uh, from Malus. So she is actually the other uh, athlete that has an IUD as well. And uh, we both talked a long time about it. And she was asking, are there any known effects on your performance of not menstruating uh, to do uh, of having an IUD? Um, because I think you have your natural cycle because you're just not menstruating. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are not big effects on it. On your performance because when you really dive into it and you can use a ovulation predictor kit then you can um, find out if you have this lh upsurge um, mm -hmm. for ovulation when you monitor your body temperature and track your training and monitor your the mucus of the cervical entrance mm -hmm. then you can find out when your period is or your follicular phase um, if you notice that you have no LH upsurge, then probably you're not ovulating. And then we have to do some other interventions because you don't have the normal hormonal fluctuations. Mm -hmm. and that's a problem. Yeah, you mentioned that we, it's actually a question that we discussed already before a little bit where you said like the IUD is actually coming the closest by having a protection, but still having the, or like allowing the normal female hormonal cycle to happen. The only thing that doesn't happen with an IOD is, or at least for the one that she and I have, like the hormonal one, that uh, the buildup of the tissue is uh, happening. So it seems we don't have a cycle, or we don't have a period. We definitely ha don't have a period. And it doesn't seem that if we have a cycle, or it's like difficult to track. Um, or to, to notice if you are not like very particular in it, but actually you do. So there is then no, not any different effect on it than if you would not have any uh, conception at all, it seems. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, the other one is actually coming from me. Um, and I found it uh, because I don't know if it was appropriate to uh, just, uh, ask, since it's very specific to me, this question uh, during the podcast. But and I think we discussed it also slightly before, if it is unhealthy to not have your menstruation at all because of an IUD. And we did discuss this already a little bit. Because of an IUD, it's, I don't know if it's unhealthy, but it's not um, a really bad thing because there is this little progestine and this is, um, you don't uh, building up this endometrial tissue and yeah. you don't have something to shed. So yeah. you don't have a period. But that's not the main problem. The main problem would be if you are you not ovulating or do you lose your period not of an IUD mm -hmm. um, or to, because of overtraining, yeah, under under eating, under eating, something yeah. like this, stress, stress. Yes, everything is stress, and um, training itself is stress. And if you don't uh, fuel properly, you could you could lose your period. But if you lose it, if you're on an IUD, I don't. I don't want to say it's unhealthy, but it, you can, you can, you can name the reasons why it is like this. Yeah. Now, after having the entire conversation already with you, it, it did not really was necessary for me to ask this question anymore since we explained it so perfectly before that, um, 
with the IUD, it's mainly uh, topical, the hormonal, mainly, I said, um, taking place. And that it uh, basically just means that uh, the tissue doesn't get uh, shed. So now I would not even have to uh, ask this question. And it's also, of course, like a very broad, unhealthy, like what what is unhealthy? It's a uh, um, yeah. very broad term as well. I got to ask you something. So since you implemented this, uh, this change in your life training according to your cycle and you're uh, a track and field uh, athletes, you, you, you train probably a lot and hard and you do a lot of um, heavy lifting and things like this, I guess. So do, do you see a huge or at least uh, noticeable uh, change when you do your lifts and PRs and everything? How, how was it for you? Um, uh, that's, uh, it's a funny story because, um, I do something like deadlift, mm-hmm. yeah. um, in the, in my last cycle, I PR'd in the second day of my period. Mm-hmm. My one rep max was 110 kilo mm-hmm. and I nice. did two reps for five, um, five seconds hold or five, five sets, five sets. Five, five sets, yep. two reps with 120. So I wow. did a one rep max and I did it um, for more uh, repetitions. Yeah. So this is one of the major things that happens. And I also do the, the, the one rep max things in the early follicular phase. Mm-hmm. And then we change it a bit. Yeah. And I do the most important thing for me was in the follicular phase, I can do one day on one day on, one day off. Okay. Or I do one day resistance training, one day running, one day resistance training. So you have um, more uh, trainings in one week. And in mm-hmm. the luteal phase, I do it one and then one day resistance training and then three days of rest in resistance okay. training. And then I do a, one, a new one. And that's perfect for me. But yeah, I could notice a big PR in the deadlift Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely very really cause how long did you like for how long did you change now your or adapted your training? Now to I guess since you took the course, right? Last year. I I began a bit and in, in the end of 2019, but I yeah. only read raw in this time. And then I took the course and I decided <laughs> yeah. in the summer of 2020 to do a competition right at tw- two weeks before um the competition was yes so it was a short time and it was mm-hmm. not the perfect preparation mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it started really to dive really deep into it after uh, in september 2020 i applied it since yeah. at the end of 2019 so i i did the major nutrition change yeah this was the first thing and then after the competition in september which was not planned at all and was uh, not the best idea. But, How did it um, uh, work out, the competition? I'm now curious. Um, not not really well. Oh, because sorry. I, sorry for I could, n- no problem because um, I couldn't access a, tra- a track. That was uh, yeah. the main, the main oh, of reason. Course. Yeah. Uh, lockdown. Yeah. Yes. It, I guess it was uh, related to lockdown. Yes. Yeah. The last time I was on a track, on a real track we have, in Germany, something like um, Asche, Aschebahn. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, it's not. Is it kind of like stone? Like very sign. Uh, like if you burn uh, stuff, how do you say cold? Is like when 
Ash, Ash, isn't it? Let I me like I, Google I, also I on my look, phone. I will just, I will look at. Yes, it's Ash. Also, um, uh, like so the yeah, track and field not on like the rubber, but on uh, yeah. on Ash. Okay. Yes, I had only access to this, and this is not the same because you don't have lines on it. You don't know how long you are running. Yeah. So. Um, I, the last time I was on track, on a real track, on the red ones. Yeah. Um, it was right before March 2020. I still yeah. have no access. It's a, it's a little problem, but I'm working on it. So yeah. that was the main reason. But what we get during the competition is that the first, I, I did 200 meters because I love the 200 meters. I am mm -hmm. a really good 400 meter sprinter, but 400 meter is really painful. If you're a sprinter, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> It can seem until forever. It's a long way, yeah. And in the in the first 100 meter of the 200 meter, it was perfect. I was so explosive, and that was one of the things that we worked on. So it was it was really success for the 100 meter. But mm -hmm. there was still 100 meter left, and but I could not access the track, so I don't had the stamina, the perfect stamina. So, but yeah. it's no problem. Try and error. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'm happy to hear also that you uh, that you see it like that. Yeah, positive the, the, mindset. The, in 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 my when I was younger, my younger me would uh, have said uh, uh, have said under a treppe, under, uh, under the have, stairs. Uh, yeah, would the have stairs. sat on the stairs. Yeah, in the in the stadium, and I would have cried. But um, I had a really bad injury in 2015, and I recovered three years from it because I had no confidence in my leg. Yeah. Um, my, uh, biceps femoris is on the backside of your leg. Blew out. Yeah. We don't know what happened. Uh, there was just a big, a big explosion in my leg. Oh. And 2019, it would, it was the first year that was really good. Yeah. And then Coro again, COVID-19. Yeah. Came. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We know the story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we all experience it still. Yeah. But um, good to hear that uh, you don't let you, yourself like uh, be de discouraged by that. And uh, like we actually just before we started this call, you were telling us that you're training right now, that you're still taking part in competitions. I'm uh, really excited to see how uh, this adjustment, like applying all these knowledge that you now uh, received, being a coach yourself and like basically coaching yourself <laughs> um, and uh, what the performance is going to be for uh, for your future competitions. I'm excited, yes. If, I, if I'm if i in the luteal phase, I know, okay, I don't do a competition this weekend. Yeah. But yes. If you're in the luteal phase, you're going to uh, kick ass. Hit it hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time uh, to come on here. And I'm super excited again, like uh, to finish on a, a positive note, this uh, entire Corona situation actually gave us a possibility to have remote podcasts or to even think about, okay, who could we have outside of the Netherlands uh, on our podcast? So I'm super happy that this actually happened and that we had the conversation with you. Yes. Um, thank you very much for that. Um, Do you have something you want to add on uh, what we talked about today? Uh, no, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. First of all, um, if you want, I can, uh, give some advice. From yeah, me. please. I want to, <laughs> to add that. Like always if there welcome. would uh, be like one piece that <laughs> listeners should always, or like, uh, take away from this podcast, what would that be? 
Um, the first takeaway is the female body and uh, the female sex hormones can affect your training, your nutrition and your performance. And on other stages in the body, that's, that's okay. And sh slowly but surely we have the awareness for this. <laughs> and if a woman will start immediately, please begin to track your cycle if you're not doing it. If you're doing it, look at the last three cycles you tracked and you know how long it is. And perhaps you know, okay, I have the perfect 20 day, uh, 28 day cycle. So I know in the middle is the ovulation. It could be, it does not need to be. Um, and I know this is a really, really female topic. And yeah. I know this is not the most like topic for men. So, yeah. um, what can men do is first, first of all is you will never experience this. And it's uh, really a personal thing and sometimes it's really painful. So I, as a woman, do not touch about <laughs> getting my balls kicked. So yeah. um, I want the man not to be, not to judge about the pain of period cramps. And if a man gets aggressive at the time of the month, you mm -hmm. don't say as a woman, oh, it's this time of the month again. <laughs> so um, we, ha we have to be more conscious with this, our language. Yeah. So um, it, there is something like you throw like a girl, or oh yeah 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 this uh, you are like a, like a like a mother like a don't but sei keine Mutti. Yes yes. <laughs> It's a so like a, anything um, more soft, more uh, more uh, emotional is uh, very quickly associated with the female sex. Yes, that's something uh, definitely happening. But yes. something also like I have the feeling that the world gets aware of and uh, yes, changes are happening. Yes. And we also had the, the question about are you getting your period because you're aggressive? That's, uh, that's a bit of a problem because um, you are, um, if PMS is occurring, you don't know what to do as a woman because you want to burn the whole world down. And mm -hmm. this, it's just your hormones. Yes? And if you are a coach and train female athletes, And you want to dive into this topic, you can, you can do it. You can do, um, education. You can read all the things you want. A good start is raw from Dr. Stacey Sims, even mm -hmm. for, for male coaches. Um, but be conscious about it that it's a really personal, uh, topic. It's, uh, still a taboo for, even for women. Yeah. And the main thing is commun communication. If you're having a perfect relationship with your athletes, talk to your athletes. Um, and if they want to step in and track their period and everything, that's okay. If they don't want to, it's also okay. Yeah. I think you said it very beautifully. Like um, women themselves becoming about this more aware, men as well, and kind of breaking down the taboo, talking more about it, learning more about it and applying the learnings that uh, we are had now a few thanks to you in this podcast. Yes, indeed. Um, and a second question that we also actually always ask our uh, guests is like um, a topic that you're interested to hear in this podcast or what you would like to learn more about. What would that be or what person would that be to invite for us? Um, I thought about it because you told me and I came across the topic of uh, mental strength and I thought about it because... When you're on, a, when you're a runner and you do a long run or you do a competition like the marathon, your mind has to be set for this thing. And I think a mental coach or a sports psychologist would be a, a perfect 
guest yeah. for, the, for the podcast. Yes. It's, it's just like with the physiology. When you have your mind on your side, you can work with it, not against it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very nice one. And it's actually not the first time that we are getting asked uh, to um, have uh, a mental sports uh, psychologist on the podcast. We heard it from other guests, but also some from uh, some listeners of us. And uh, sneak peek, we can give already. We are actually in contact with a sports psychologist and uh, discussing dates already. So there are good things coming for sure. Well, Perfect. thanks very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, if you want to find more out about Sabrina and uh, her coaching that she's offers and all the wisdom that you are sharing, like I'm following you on Instagram and uh, there's really like some serious wisdom uh, being put out there on your podcast, uh, on your Instagram. So very, thank you very much for that. And so if you want to follow her as I do, go and check her out on Instagram. And her handle is female.performance.coaching. All and, in English. Yes. So, uh, and the website is female-performance.de uh, and we're going to drop all the links in the show notes for people to click and easily access those. Thank you very much for joining us today, sharing yeah. all this knowledge, this knowledge and uh, hopefully, uh, like we said, uh, to uh, yeah, sh uh, spread the, the word. And, uh, yeah. and uh, I'm super excited to hear more about it and to learn more about it. Um, and see where this entire movement is going. I'm definitely going to continue following you on your channels and see what uh, things are coming up and also see how your next uh, competitions are going to be. It's like, uh, good luck already for that. And, Thank you. Uh, we will see. Yeah. Like, uh, we will have an eye on you. This sounds so bad. <laughs> But <laughs> uh, we are happy to, uh, to, to watch your journey. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And for all the listeners and viewers, uh, thank you for being with us. We also want to give a big shout out to our Patreon, which are Alex, Tim and Tufik, the three musketeers. Check all the show notes for all the links to Sabrina and all our social medias as well. That's it for today. And we'll uh, see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.